Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from our two different points of view. Mine being the somewhat cynical, senile, <laughs> mine being the somewhat cynical, cinephile, <laughs> I can't even do it, somewhat cynical cinephile. You are a little senile. A little bit. And mine being the hopeless romantic. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And tonight we're taking a look at a fabled holiday. Uh, this one, this one had had me. Uh, I'll say it piqued my interest when I saw some some previews for it. What, what about yourself? Yes, uh, as you know, and our listeners should know, uh, I love Brooke Dorsey, mm-hmm. and so and I magic w- and magic. Yeah, so I was I was excited for this one. Um, I'm just coming around on the on the Pavey train, so um, <laughs> still All still dipping my toe in that water. Uh, I don't know. There's water on the train. I'm, there, I'm a, so confused right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I it, this one piqued my interest as well. Cool. Well, let me just go ahead and we'll jump right in. So so Stephanie, yes Hamilton. What did you think of a fabled holiday? Is this one that you would love to watch again? while you have stacks of, of fairy tale books all around you and and maybe the the twinkle of the the Christmas tree lights are in the background. Oh, that sounds nice. Know, right? <laughs> or is this one maybe you just have on in the background while you're actually reading through those those fairy tale books? Or is this one, you know what? You don't want to watch it again. You just want quiet. Quiet while you read. <laughs> what what, um, what what do you where do you fall on this one? Well, first of all, I love those options. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it sounds magical. I've been doing a lot of reading. It's been nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this one's tough for me because, well, I'll just, I'll say it. I, I wanted to love this movie. Yeah. And there were parts that I did love about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't fully grab me the way I wanted it to. Sure. Yeah. Um, so... I'm going to go with this one is going to be a background watch mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me because there was a lot that I loved. You know I love the magic. I didn't know um, that. Yeah. And a lot of it was um, visually I, I enjoyed. And I loved the idea of the movie. Yes. Like the whole the whole story about it. So I, I, it hurts me to say it's a background watch because a part of me is like I maybe would watch it again. But it's not one that I would like run to or want to watch every year yeah, wake up in the morning being like i yeah. gotta watch this right now no yeah. i understand that i understand that. um so that's why i'm a little on the fence but i'm gonna go with background watch but i could possibly watch it fully again someday but it's not gonna be a favorite for me what about you i i mean you know on the last one we kind of were at odds uh on how we felt but i'm actually 100 percent on board with you this one is a background for me there was a lot of neat ideas here uh, but something was missing. Yeah. And I think it might have to do with budget. Um, I feel like this movie needed a much larger budget than what they were given to really kind of bring home some of the ideas that were introduced here. Um, now, that's not to say that every film needs a huge budget. You can, you can get by with something. But when you have a magical fairyland for Christmas, you need a little bit more money. Yeah. And so this one, I think was lacking because of the budget. Um, and I think that took away from some of it. And there were some scenes that I think were a little um, awkward, a little forced, you know, in the beginning, you know, with the the dad and the kids. That one uh-huh. just, that one felt a little forced to me. 
Um, and so there was some scenes like that, but overall there's a lot of good here. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a fan of it, of it, of it. I'm a fan of it. Um, but it would be, it'd be a background for me. Yeah. Yay, we're, we're on the same page. <laughs> we did page. it. We, we did, did it. it. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and give us... Oh, I'm actually excited about this one. Give oh, us that, no. that great fairy tale plot summary. People have been messaging me and asking about these plot summaries, so you need to bring it. <laughs> no, they have not. Uh, well, Godspeed with this one. Because <laughs> Talia finds herself at an unusual inn in a mysterious town, along with some varied characters, including... Mm-hmm none other than her childhood friend, Anderson. Mm. Together, they work through their insecurities and fears and find that magic isn't only in childhood fables as long as you believe. Oh, that's that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I wish there was some bell ringing in that. Uh, but overall, it was pretty nice, especially in the end. He really brought it, brought it, brought it in. Wait, it doesn't make sense. You really brought it home for that, that last bit. So Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about our two main leads. You've already mentioned one of them. Well, you've mentioned both of them, actually. Yep. Um, the always wonderful Brooke. Brooke? Brooke Dorsey. Brooke Dorsey, uh, who is a favorite of yours, also a favorite of mine. Uh, she is just a shining light, a beacon in these films she is i literally wrote she lights up every scene she's mm-hmm. in yeah there was one scene in particular where she like comes into the end and she presses down on the little bell you know the little you know the ding dong bell to yeah. get people to come and she looks so excited to press that button <laughs> and I, I was like this is why i love her like she just really falls into these characters and it was it was fun i mean i thought she did a great job yeah i love and a lot of her characters are you know that bubbly Mm -hmm. you know person that loves christmas and you know miss christmas is like Mm. you know my favorite christmas Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. movie of hers or just in general really um and i love seeing her play that character so i felt like this one was sort of similar this one was a little more childlike it was an interesting sort of take um and yeah i just lo- like heard the joy that she radiates in her performance is mm. like infectious joy, like i yeah. just i want to be best friends with her basically <laughs> um and also you've mentioned the, the ryan travy travy ryan pavy train, train yeah. with water um and yeah i mean he uh he is an acquired taste, I feel like. He he was very Ryan Pavey in this movie. Okay. Is that is that a, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I honestly I So he a lot of his characters are just sort of the same for me. Mm-hmm. And so this this was kind of just more of that. Okay. More pave. More pave. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the pave, I mean this one's right up your your alley here. Uh yeah, I mean I I wish there's something there's something endearing about him. Um and I'm not I haven't quite figured it out, but I need to figure out why uh, a paving movie makes me smile. But there was something about his character that I really wish would have been explored further, not from him, but just in the script a little bit more. And that was this this grief that he carries around um, throughout the film. And I wish they really would have touched on that more to really kind of make the character a little bit more realized for me. Yeah, this movie, this movie definitely had all of the element like it had so much potential to be something amazing Mm -hmm. and it wasn't quite that for me but it was good and it made me happy 
But yeah, like we said, something was just missing. And you mentioned budget. I don't know if that was what I thought it was for me. I think like there were elements like I mentioned that I really loved. And I feel like Hallmark was trying something different here, which I really loved. I loved the whole storybook, like the chapters mm. and how they did, you know, the transitions into the the scenes. I thought that was really clever. Did How did you feel about that? The, oh man, so it worked, but again, we go down a budget, like those graphics were not, not great. You know, they, they really weren't. That's uh, one filter on a Photoshop thing that you click basically. Um, so that's what I'm talking about budget. Like if they had more budget, they could have made those sort of scene transitions, scene transitions a little bit more special, a little bit more clean. Um, they worked, you know, for what they were doing, but again, just little things like that, I think we really would have elevated the piece. Uh, but I like the idea of the storybook and the narrator. I think that was kind of fun to kind of progress throughout uh, the film. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm, a, I'm a book nerd, so I, I liked the whole idea of it being like a story. Uh, and I, I do have to say I agree with you about the beginning scene. It didn't quite mm. work for me. I... I wish, I don't know, they maybe would have done it a different way to like incorporate the history of the Wonderbrook um, yeah, and I mean, story. You, you have a narrator, you know, so I think that scene could have been either cut or you had the narrator kind of explain how the book came to be. We didn't need that beginning scene, in my opinion. Um, but the meet cute, the Ryu meet cute, uh, because they were, they were best childhood friends. Uh, they fell, you know, they fell by the wayside. Um, as childhood friends do. How did you feel about the meet cute and the, the bookstore that she now owns? I personally loved the meet cute. Okay. I right. thought it was super cute. Super meaty. I mean, yeah. first of all, they're in a bookstore. I mean, yeah. that's like a dream meet cute right there. I mean, at least for me. Um, and, well, the Ryu meet cute. And they're on opposite sides of the bookcases. And she's like talking to herself as she does. And, uh, and he, you know, he starts talking to her and then, you know, when they realize who each other is, it's like she gets so excited and they're like, then they don't know which side to go to, to actually like connect. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was adorable. Well, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you picked up. Yeah, that was, yeah, well, I thought it was a cute scene as well. Um, you know, with her character, we, we, uh, we have another person that wants to be a writer. Oh, she is a writer. I'm sorry. She is a writer. Uh, again, guys, you don't. You don't need a master's to become a, a novelist. You don't need it. Uh, she has a master's and she's working in a bookstore. It just, it breaks my heart. Just do what you love. You Get can work at a fashion studio. You can work in a fashion want, yeah. studio and be a writer. It's easy. It's easy. Uh, so that, I mean, you guys know how I feel about the, the writer plot lines. I'm not, I'm not huge on them, you know, following your dreams and all that. Um, but, you know, the thing that I kind of caught me off guard is if she runs this bookstore, it's, it's Christmas basically. Who who is is running the bookstore for for her? Like this is the busiest time of year for that independent bookstore. You know they're not making much money. She has to be there. She has to run events. Like who's running that bookstore while she's gone? Um, I'm sure she has other employees that we may not have seen. Okay, that didn't bother you? No, I didn't. I, was think, I didn't think about, about that at all. I was concerned. I was I was concerned the entire time. Maybe she shuts down the bookstore. Oh my gosh. She might just have, you know, independent wealth. Um, <laughs> she doesn't need to stay open the week of Christmas. Okay. You're right. That's, that's fair. Independent wealth. I like it. I you like never it. know. But that was not 
that didn't that did not bug me at all i love that that's what what bugged you Um, i kept thinking about it through the entire (laughs) film i kept coming back to that bookstore um my favorite thing about this movie i mean yes it was magical yes i although i wish it would have been more magical yes yep because that's where budget comes in i know um, but what was magical to me was the outside of the gingerbread inn. Yeah, it was super cute. Um, they had some great shots where the inn would be in the background, you know, and it looked it looked beautiful. The yeah, all of the outside lights, and mm-hmm. then they had that uh, the lamp post. Yeah, with like the mm-hmm. the globe bulbs. Yeah, globe know. bulbs. Well, yeah, what you call them with the red and the green. It was that was magical to me. Um I thought the inside was pretty nice. The inside wasn't quite as magical to me as the outside, but I still found it very I mean it gave me the Christmas feels. Like I wanted to go there. Yeah, I mean it's funny. We get to these inns and they uh, they're so hit or miss for me because when you have a cozy inn, it it needs to be a cozy inn. Then when you throw a magical in there, it needs to feel like a magical, cozy Christmas inn. So it was almost there for me. There, it was just right at the cusp. Um, the exterior, I think, was beautiful. Like I said, they had some great shots, some wide shots that they had at the inn in the background when they were talking down by the uh, the market or what have you. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was just a little lacking. I don't know what they needed to to make it a little bit more fairy-like but um it was almost there for me yeah i wish maybe there had been like some fog when they were coming in before they saw the wonderbrook sign like something to make it feel like this was a magical place fairy dust something glitter you know it seemed like an inn just like a regular yeah like Like the the people that run the ends they might not be magical they could just be crazy you know so you have the fairy queen and the king Maybe they're just regular people that think they're the fairy king and queen. And they just yeah. like to ring bells. Who knows? That was the other thing is like, I love the idea that they were like kings and queens, but they didn't, they didn't seem like kings and queens. No. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they've been doing this for, or we know they've been doing this for so long. There were a lot of questions that I had basically yeah, about the, this world, about these people that we didn't really get to fully uh, dive into. The lore is weird. The lore is very weird here. Um, yeah, are they immortal? What kind of magic do they have? Do they steal children? Because as you guys know, the fairy folk, the fae, uh, steal children. And so are these? do they do that here? Like, I needed more information um, that we don't get, and I, I guess they leave it up to us. But there was, there was some oddities here. I didn't see very many children in Wonderbrook, so I don't think they're doing that sort of And who are the rest thing. of the townsfolk? Who but, are those people? Are they fae as well? Like, what do we know about the people <laughs> that live and work in Wonderbrook? What do we know about that? Well, are they fairies? Yeah, they, they said the fairy queen and king. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. And do they only do this at Christmas time? I don't time? know. That's a, they, are they... I have no idea. And my big question was, do they... If they don't accomplish their mission do and they help die? the people... Yeah. Do they... Well, I was going to say disappear, but... Di- die. Yeah. yeah. No, they die. Where do they go? What happens? I don't um, know. But I guess they're just that good that they don't... Yeah, have so to worry about that. I, but I think you bring up a great point. There's a lot of questions that were, weren't answered. And so instead of being like, okay, you know, we can let this slide. Like I, I was a little upset that we never got any closure with some of these questions. You don't we, have to answer everything. Get, leave a little mystery, but give me, give me something. Yeah. And as much as I enjoyed the cast and the people that ran the end, they, mm. I wanted them maybe to just to be a little weirder. Like they were quirky, but to be like magical beings, 
I think I just wanted, yeah, like I just wanted a little bit more magic. Yeah, like she makes it snow, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right, we're getting a little magic. And then I don't think there's really any magic. Like she gives her a notebook. and st- You know what I mean? Like there's not any more of that sort of mysterious, magical happenings that really happen. Um, I do have to ask. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you who my favorite Wonderbrook uh, citizen is. Sure. Um, and it's pro- we probably have the same okay. the same one. Do you want to say it on the count? Of I three? don't because I don't think we do. But go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I might surprise you. Okay, go ahead. One, two, two, three. three. The king. Mildred. Oh, mm, see now it's awkward for everyone <laughs> listening. Everyone listening is like, oh man, they are not in sync. They are not in sync. Oh. Mildred is great. Yeah, she was a very, she had a lot of depth to her. I, f- I kind of forgot that she was part of the, the crew there. How could you forget? To me, she was the most complex character. She was, she was the villain, but she, there was also so much heart to her. Yep. And then, you know. She, she was cool. She has like both like the facets. Like she's like a two-sided coin. Like because she, she has the heart, but then she still has that villain like in her, the the witch is, you know, who she's supposed to be. So, yeah, I found her fascinating and I really liked um, her her performance. You're, you're right. I just, I kept thinking about the king's mustache. Like, I love the mustache. So <laughs> That's why uh, you that's love why I liked him. So, I mean, for me, yes, I think you're right. I, I'll change my answer to her. No, 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 no. Because I don't, she is probably one of the most complex villains that we've ever seen in a Hallmark film. And her, her plot and her growth and her regression, in a way... Um, it's just it's just wonderful to see and sort of her love blossom with the rest of the guests there we haven't talked about and really they're great i mean this isn't just you know this is one of those group movies i think we have every so often and all the plots i thought were were fascinating yeah it was an interesting uh group of characters that they had here and you know what's interesting i'm saying interesting a lot this is the the buzzword for this episode (laughs) but there was a lot of, you know, like you mentioned the the grief with Anderson, and um, obviously they're all struggling with something, and yeah. that's why they come here. But it, there was this like heaviness there that they sort of add in uh, along with the lightness and the magic, which was, I think, can be tricky. But it never felt like too much. So I thought they actually did that. Uh, really well yeah. of like incorporating these people's like heavier issues with the light heartedness as well. So we have the couple, Keith and Diane, who, mm. you know, are on the rocks, pr- pr- maybe ready to get a divorce, the married couple. So they're, you know, struggling with that. And then we have Charles, the widower, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who's struggling with the holidays and being alone and that, um, that storyline. So yeah, I, I enjoyed all of the characters. I, I mean, I did too. And their their plots and everything were interesting to me. The thing I hate though is that the couple just leaves. You know, just when they kind of open up and kind of get things going, they just, they just dip. And they are like the only ones that don't know about the magic, which was strange to me. Like the fairy queen <laughs> tells everybody accept them they just go on their way thinking that everything's fine i know that was my thing i was like who's gonna tell them are they never gonna know and who's gonna they're not gonna believe like it's just so i felt kind of bad that they had to dip early uh but i guess their you know their thing was kind of wrapped up and and their plot was fine um i do love it though so diane's you know is kind of opening up to talia in her room and the door is shut the door is shut they're having like a private conversation 
and, you know, kind of really connecting with each other, which I thought was great. Like, I love when strangers, you know, have a connection, become friends. And then Anderson just barges in and says, am I interrupting? <laughs> yes, you are. Of course you are. The door is shut, man. You hear them talking in hushed tones. You are 100,000% interrupting. There is no need for you to come in, especially without a knock. I mean, there's not even a polite knock on the door. Uh, Talia could me. have been, you know, in her undergarments. Uh, I, uh, it, it bothered me. I, I can't get over that scene. For some reason, I did not <laughs> like that scene. Um, so who does that? Just bad form, bad form. I didn't realize that the door was closed. So. It was. He opened. You see him open. <laughs> you see him push that door open. Um, so he just can't stand being left out in the in the cold, it looks like. Yeah, that was a nice moment. I loved seeing them all sort of connect because from the beginning where it's all kind of awkward when they first meet to then seeing these, you know, friendships yeah. form. And we see him at the end, too. So it's good they come back at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so one thing I haven't brought up yet, which is kind of surprising, is the romance. And this is another reason that this movie is just a background watch. Um, because I was I was a little disappointed in that aspect of the movie. Right. Because I didn't quite feel it there between them. I felt like they had more of a friendship. I didn't really get the romance vibes between them i didn't either i didn't i don't know if i mean it is a romantic movie so yes we were supposed to feel that but it didn't feel as important to me to me the romance was between mildred and charles i mean that was that was steamy yeah that was steamy right from the start so i love seeing their story blossom so that's where i got my romance uh from was was mildred and charles and yeah it did it did feel more like a friendship especially when he's barging into rooms that's definitely a friend move you know (laughs) um Yeah. And I, again, I don't know. I mean, we've seen it before. We don't always need like the hot and heavy romances, but yeah, this one did feel very much like a friendship. However, I still did enjoy their interactions. I think, you know, again, Brooke is just the most charming. And so, yeah, I think she could have chemistry, you know, with anyone just because of who she is, but uh, definitely more of a friendship vibe with this one. So I wasn't like getting all the romance feels, but you are right. The Charles and Mildred uh, romance was surprising, uh, unexpected, but very, very sweet. He was, he was awesome. And great mustache again. I mean, this movie is full of amazing mustaches. (laughs) Um, And, you know, just real quick about the technical, I was happy. I mean, other than, you know, I think set design needed a little bit of love. I mean, we have hay on the ground around their Christmas market. That just, something about the hay just it didn't feel right to me. Like in a magical place, you're going to have cobblestone streets made of gumdrops or something. Like the, <laughs> the hay on the ground, it just felt sort of half-hearted. Well, they need to blend in, I guess. That's why I kept don't. telling myself. They don't they're... because I think the residents know. Like that's what, again, questions unanswered. Yeah. So uh, the set design just kind of threw me at some of the spots. I, I thought that the Mildred's um, sort of pub was great. I mm-hmm. love that. Tavern. Tavern, I'm sorry. Tavern pub. Um, I wanted to know more about the goulash. Was it good? No one ever said anything. If it feels good or not. Um, I think Charles recommends it to everyone. Well, he's so. a, he had to. He was afraid. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that kind of, I think the lighting, you know, overall, guys, I think the lighting was good. I mean, we have a lot of three-quarter of lighting, not a lot of high-key uh, they left a lot of the shadows on the faces, some great shots at night, too. So overall, I think the lighting was actually done really well. So I was happy to see that. Yeah. 
And yeah, it just, um, the whole premise, obviously this was like a dream for me of, you know, if I were to be able to like go inside of my favorite childhood book, like Mm -hmm. I was thinking of like, oh, when I used to read, you know, the Narnia books, like that was like, oh my God, you know, you wanted to be inside of Narnia and like just that whole magical world. So in my mind, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't understand was if this was Talia's favorite book as a child like the girl like she loved this book i'm assuming it's what inspired her writing how does she how does she forget about it well, she's she, in this town and she's seeing Wonderbook and all of these things and she's like what is what am i there's something familiar about this place like i couldn't understand how she did like how she forgot about her favorite book i'm glad you brought that up i think i think that's a great point you make um because that was you know, I, I was kind of a little odd. It's like the town's called exactly the same. It's not like they tried to be clever with the name. Yeah. The, like the market's the same, the festival, all of it is the same. And so I remember things from my, my childhood books. I don't remember everything, but you know, if we were gonna, you know, if I walk into a room and they're gonna be, and they said, this is the, this is the good night moon room. I'd be like, oh wait, that sounds awfully familiar. That, that sounds kind of weird. Or this is where the wild things are. I was like, what? Whoa, I think I've heard of this before. It's just, that seemed a little odd to me. And Yeah, I mean, if I were to walk through a wardrobe and it would be snowy and they would be like, this is Narnia and this lion comes talking to me and his name's Aslan, I'd be like, uh... Wait a second. This seems a little familiar, but I can't quite put my finger on it. And none of them realize it. So maybe we'll just chalk it up to the, the magic there kind of fogging their memories. Sure. Maybe. Oh, maybe so. Um, but not, not great. So, um... <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up, though, because that was a little strange. But I mean, the fact that she's like in her this storybook yeah. is just. T- it's a great idea. Yeah, the, the it's plot's such great. a great idea. The plot's great. And, you know, the, the pieces for her, like, I don't know. I just I can't. The whole writing thing, it, it's hard. And I don't I don't know. I just people following their dreams. Uh, I, I'm just mumbling and stumbling over my words just because it happens all the time. And I wanted more for her. You know, I wanted something else for her. And I, we kind of get it at the end where she's like, it's not, a, it's about the fear and everything. And I like how they kind of wrap that up. But the whole time I was just like, I, I just couldn't, I wasn't invested in that part of the story is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I was invested in, like, I wanted to know more about the the people of Wonderbrook. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, is it weird to say, even though I'm saying this is a background watch, like I kind of want a, like a sequel or like a prequel. <laughs> like I wanted more of the story, mm-hmm. but like I wanted these questions answered. So maybe we can like talk to the writers and come up with something. But Yeah, talk to the writers, <laughs> come up with something. And, and, uh, and the other thing that struck me as odd, the movie kind of falls apart at the end for me. Um, <laughs> the weirdest thing is so she kind of, you know, lets loose and everything like the, the witch kind of gets riled up and, you know, everything kind of falls apart and she's yeah, like, we, really, get a, we get some scary conflict yeah, here. Yeah, She's very heated about, you know, this is magic. And it was kind of awkward and weird, especially during the festival. So you hate to see that. Um, but what's weird to me is that they almost kill a man to try and get Anderson back. And so it's just like you give this man a heart attack to get the doctor to stay. So very dark. And it kind of made me feel like the the fairies of, of, of your lore. 
uh, it made me feel like, you know, the old school fairies where they would do kind of crazy stuff like this, uh, but very weird. How did you, how did you feel about killing, almost killing Charles? <laughs> I, saw, I was like, did they give a man a heart attack? They did. That's how um, they got the doctor to stay. Yeah, it was, that was surprising to me. And I had that because I was like, wait, did they do that? Did yes, they cause that? They had to have. There's no way they didn't. Yeah, because that is pretty dark. But yeah, the conflict though, I mean, that whole scene was kind of amazing. We we kind of brushed over, but the whole end scene with the festival and uh, it was a little weird. Like Talia gets very like excitable when she's like, I'm going to get over my fear, which it was great. And it just was a, it was an odd scene because they're all like, just like watching her intently, like waiting for her to like realize, you know, what she needs to realize. Yeah. But that scene was also really sad for me because I was watching it from when, you know, Mildred comes in and she is, she's quite scary (laughs) confronting confronting Mm. um talia about it and she you know stomps in and and the sad part was charles watching because he's just like fallen in love with her and he thinks you know she's this wonderful person you know she's a little prickly a little prickly yeah a little grumpy but uh oh speaking of romance when you know he i mean he's he literally softens the the cold you know, witch's heart. Mm-hmm. And when with he gives hats. her, when that stocking, like with her initial mm. and, mm. but yeah, seeing his like, oh my God, what have I done? Like seeing that she is maybe what he thought in the beginning. Right. Um, so that scene was actually, I think it was supposed to be like a happy moment because Talia is realizing, you know, she doesn't want to be afraid anymore, but it was sad for me when I was thinking it was of sad, Charles. It like, was sad. Dark. He, it was. It was. It was weird. It, it was, was awkward. It was a. It was a strange conflict. And it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be that awkward kind of moment. Um, I think so. But that part actually felt like the most magical, like mystical part to me. Like when Mildred comes in and she actually seems like you know evil, the evil yeah. witch. It was cool. So I kind of wanted more of that. Like it was weird, but it made more sense. Like it seemed more magical like yes yeah. to me no that i i would agree with that and the other thing you know speaking of the festival we also have uh lindsey sterling who you know i i thought i recognized she did this great piece for for skyrim you know the violence so i was like thrilled to see her because i got all excited about it uh but other than her i thought the festival was kind of a letdown again we didn't have a lot of people there uh there was hay again for some reason <laughs> so i just i needed more i needed more and i think again it goes back to budget. We need more budget. We need more people. We need more like stalls and make it feel alive. And it felt kind of sad and, and displaced. Well, maybe all the budget went to, for to Lindsay Sterling, <laughs> but yeah, the, I thought she definitely added with like the, the mystical element. Yeah, she, looked um, like a fairy. she had a great dress on yeah. and she had like a, a violin strapped to her neck. Like it was, it was great. I loved it. Loved yeah, it. but I wanted more. One thing I will talk about. So one of the the last scenes between uh, Anderson and Talia, I I it's been a while since I've seen this. If you look at the background, usually you guys you know they'll bokeh out the background, right? So they do like a low aperture, um, so like maybe like a two point eight, one point four, so you can you know get this nice bokeh behind them. I don't know what they did. This aperture must have been like a one point two or something even more insane. You could hardly see the background, like bokeh. 
it was almost like a, an abstract painting behind them. Did you notice it at all? It was like a tight shot on them. It was, it was wild. I hadn't seen that. It was the magic of Wonder I mean, Brooke. maybe it was just, I don't know. It was crazy, but it, it really stuck out to me. Um, maybe we'll post it on the, on the gram, uh, because it was very unusual because they went, they went for a very sort of low aperture there. You know, when Anderson finds out that he's in a magical world, <laughs> he doesn't seem, doesn't seem surprised, doesn't seem weirded out. So like she he, was right. Yeah. He's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> I like mean, I don't know if that's like a normal reaction. Would you? Let me ask you this: If you found out you were in a magical world, what would your reaction be? It would not be that. No, I would freak out. Like I would just be beside myself. Like I would. I would be first of all extremely excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless it was like a scary magical world, Nightmares. but yeah, I would just. It would be unbelievable to me. Like there would definitely be way more of a response than what Anderson gave. But uh, I mean, I think I would have I think I would have his reaction. I would accept it. But the, <laughs> the next thing I would do is I would ask about a million questions, uh, like at least a million questions. Like, how does this work? Why is it magical? Who are you people? How do like I would just go into the nitty gritty about wh- how th- this exists within our plane of reality? Are there other magical places? Can you give me magic? You know, like all that stuff. And so yes. Do I, I have magic while I'm here? Yes. Give tell me. Yeah. Like, let's let's dive in here. So yeah, it was a little weird uh, that he was fine with it. Um, and I just think about that couple just not knowing about the magic, <laughs> just some regular in. Well, maybe they tell them over brunch or something. But <laughs> you know what I found brunch. surprising, which I felt kind of stupid that I didn't get till they actually said it at the end, was that. That's her dad was there yeah. and that he that's how he gave her the book. You didn't get that? No. When she was looking at the photos, I thought that we were going to see her dad in those old black and white photos. Like yeah. I, I was like, okay, that's that's yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't it didn't dawn on me. So So why didn't their magic save her dad? That's another question I had. Like it just I need to know the extent of their powers so we can, you know, kind of figure all this stuff out. Yeah. Uh surprisingly we we get a kiss at the end between Talia and Anderson. It's <laughs> a little surprising. Uh, and even more surprising was that I rated it Sparks. Ooh. For them the, having those, just a friendship. Those friendship kisses. Mm, they mm, were. Mm. It was a it was a nice kiss. It was a little bit lingering, a little linger. But yeah, I love that she. You know, she writes her book. I know you, you know, want her to fail, but <laughs> no, I no, love no, that no. It's, it's a, a like a sequel, like to yeah. a Wonder Brook sequel. I, I like that so she's gonna of it. keep it going because at first, when they're kind of just like, well, we don't know what's gonna happen because people aren't reading the book anymore, and you know, the magic is, you know, what, what's gonna happen. And I thought it was just gonna end like that. <laughs> oh no, like <laughs> what's gonna happen? <laughs> um, no, no, we had to get it one year later. Uh, but but yeah, I like that that that's how how she gets her her first book and yeah. that it's about that and um yeah it was just it was really cute it was a cute story but like we said so many questions you know there was just that something missing the romance wasn't there for me between those two leads and you know i just i wanted a little more but um i definitely if i see this on tv i'll probably give it a peek or two nice nice yeah, and just some real quick advice for all you aspiring writers out there. You don't need a master's, and you don't want to try to go for a publisher. You want to try to go for an agent. You know, the whole time she was talking about publishers not returning. Go for the agent first. It makes it so much easier. So big tip for y'all. 
Or just go to a magical land. Where they will help you become (laughs) the writer that you knew you always were. That's an even bigger tip from Stephanie. There you go. That was nice. Uh, But thank you guys so much. That was a fabled holiday. Not to be mistaken for a foibled holiday. Not to be mistaken for that. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. We are on the, the final stretch here. Um, really appreciate all of the, uh, the love you guys have shown us this holiday season as we go through this. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So please make sure to like and subscribe and review if you can on your favorite social media platforms. Those reviews really do help us out. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got one more before the end of the year. Yes. Uh, but so, so we'll be... We'll be back well, for that one. You know, maybe we'll do a couple more. We'll see. We'll, oh. see. we'll see how that eggnog's flowing. Maybe we'll just throw in a couple and just kind of go for it. I'm off work. I can do whatever now. <laughs> um, but yes, I hope you all are having wonderful holiday seasons and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.